The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Please visit pod617.com to learn about our podcast production services and view our full lineup of shows. What up, dancers? My name is Inigo Montoya. Movies that you get, Shawshank Park. Come on, do it, kill me! I guess I just miss my friend. Shawshank. And on your 50th viewing, Shawshank. This movie is everything. Shawshank. Kiss Masks, Lee Trevino, Shawshank, one on a black man named Chump, Shawshank. And we are back here in the Shawshank universe. It's the Pod 617 flagship show, Shawshank. I'm your host, Uncle Buck, and we have quite the episode for you tonight. It's Halloween time, so we are surrounded by our favorite Halloweenies. Uh, Let's start to my left here, Maddie Blake. I think some people over at the Monsterland podcast might take umbrage with the flagship. Oh, uh, Georgie Kip. I got a rock. (laughs) Perfect. I love it. I love it, George. That's awesome. That's the best one you've done. What? That's the best open you've ever done. I got a rock. That's from from the Charlie Charlie Brown Brown. Halloween special. All right. Of course. Yeah. I mean, so my brother uh, talked to me about this once. He goes, what? He goes, the problem here is not with Charlie Brown the child. It's this community that feels like it's okay to give him rocks. Well, you're speaking to the- Nick and I did a whole takedown of it on our That's show. Right. That's Maddie right. Maddie and Nick, weekdays uh, 3 to and 7. And Nick Stevens. Nick, what do you got? I met him 15 years ago. I was told there was nothing left. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, or good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old with this blank, pale, emotionless face and... The blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him, and then another seven trying to keep him locked up, because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. I love the Sandlot. Beaches is such a great movie. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine me, the joy I felt the entire time knowing or guessing, like trying to think, like, what movie movie are they going to say that was? It's got to go with a goat horror movie quote. A goat quote from horror. Come on. Now, for me, Halloween is the greatest horror movie. Do you guys uh, rank it in your... uh, Do we have a favorite out of this group here? And what I think is interesting about this group right now is that we were talking about this earlier. Not necessarily the biggest horror fans... As far as the whole genre, but uh, but certainly you know horror has affected all of us film wise. I'm gonna go Exorcist. Exorcist, okay, Maddie. So I think it's the Jaws of horror. So movies. Maddie, where would you rank yourself as a horror fan, like one to ten? Oh, up there. You know, I'm not an expert like you or, right. or our producer Stiz Grimey, but I've always loved them. I, I love to scare myself. I'm into metaphysical stuff, as right. Nick knows. You're willing to delve into the beyond, hundred percent the. The abstract and the horrifying, much more, much more than I am. What bumps me down a few notches, though, I'm not really scared by like Jason type stuff. Men killing people doesn't really scare me, but demons, ghosts, paranormal, right? Like a movie like Fire in the Sky is way scarier to you than Friday the Thirteenth. Hundred percent. Okay, nailed, George. And uh, I'm similar to to Maddie. I think like Lord of the Flies is the scariest movie. The '60s version is the scariest movie of all time. Right. But I know it's not considered a horror movie. It's right. a, it's you know a, a thriller maybe or part drama, part thriller. But right. uh, I'm also you know fr- I love the Lost Boys. I don't even consider that a horror. It's a horror comedy. You think but. it's way scarier to like I don't know go to a movie theater and get accidentally stoned than it is to <laughs> yeah right right no but but the, the, a real thing right. that could happen like a human type uh, right event that could happen scares me. No, the, I, yeah, that I scares you more. Actual yeah. things you think could happen, the tangible. Lord of the Flies, kids getting stranded on an island and, and 
becoming savages. You know what scares me most? <laughs> becoming sa- you know what, what scares me most? What? Starvation, war, <laughs> famine. God bless you. God no, nobody, bless. nobody, no, no, nobody. <laughs> no one's in on that. Hashtag, no one I believed love it. you. Uh, Nick, what, what scares me yes. the most? The the beyond. Okay. The unknown. Mm. All right. It, the the idea the the uh, the female orgasm. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> what scares me the most? Do you ever see that movie, The Wicker Man? Chicks running the world that don't need guys. <laughs> Hashtag she too. F that. <laughs> uh, no. What scares What scares me the most? And I think you'll you'll see. Uh, as a recurring theme in my three uh, favorite, if you will, or scariest horror scenes, anything that I can't explain. If okay. I can't explain it, if it doesn't yeah. make sense, if it comes from a place that we are not in contact with, or if it's an idea of when this ends, that begins, and that is nonstop pain, that is nonstop, that's hell, right. if you will. That's why I'm afraid of seeing that movie, Hereditary. Oh, so ah, good. it was good. I really liked it. That's why, like, really I can't, like, I can't comprehend, like, again, slash, a good scare, I don't mind. Like, right. oh, okay. Right. Like, hey, oh, like, that's fun. That's a, that's an, that, that's great. That's like, that's like, I know you love spicy food, Buck. Yeah. That's like a good, really bite of spicy food for your soul. Right. But when you deal with something that resonates and something that creeps you out and something that you can't shake and like, oh, good. Like, th- these scenes today. I, I couldn't have maybe YouTubed them for three seconds just to make sure that I got the scene right and then shut it off. Because right. I don't need to re-see them tonight when I close my eyes. I've That's got right. two kids under five. Right. Two kids five and under. I don't sleep. I already have enough of a heart, yeah, of that, yeah, yeah. A horror show in my house. That's a horror I, show right I, there. That's a horror show. <laughs> they don't want to see daddy having nightmares when they're having them. So, uh, thank, Nick, you, thank you very much. Nick uh, did lead us into our topic, perfect parent topic of the night here, <laughs> uh, which is basically what our favorite horror movie scares are. <laughs> so we are going to go around around the table and introduce three films and three, uh, sometimes three scenes that really influenced uh, us as far as a scare, like really stick with us today. And may, maybe we can even mention kind perfect of perfect for Halloween. Was the first time you well, saw it's, it. It's Halloween, and I also what I love about this is we're doing scenes, which I think gets us out of. The as yep. you mentioned, Genre. the big tentpole fame. Because if we just did Halloween movies, we'd do we'd do Shining, Halloween, Exorcist, all the same. I right. think we're going to get some deep cuts because some movies suck, but they have super scary scenes in them. Actually, right? yeah, two of the three movies that I have are not necessarily great movies. Same here. But there are scenes therein that scare the crap out. Same here. Now I'd love to hear, Buck. I think you just sort of touched on this. Especially love to hear from you guys. What is your first memory of horror movies? I, I have two distinct first horror memories that I'm not sure exactly which one was which or which one came first. I had, uh, we used to go to the drive-in movie theater in Braintree all the time. And if you remember the old Braintree twin drive-in, as you're coming in on the highway before you bank a left and go 93 North into Boston, there's, it's now like the Logan Express busway. And for yep. anyone who's never yeah, into yeah, Boston, yeah. you don't give a shit about this. But, <laughs> so at the twin drive-in, I remember... Oftentimes, my parents, I think I even mentioned seeing Saturday Night Fever when I picked uh, Staying Alive as my favorite song drop in movies in a previous Shawshank episode. We were watching some something that was okay for me to watch in the eight o'clock movie. And then 10 o'clock, it was hit the back of the hit the back of the station wagon. Nick and mom and dad are going to watch a movie up front. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Hit the back of the station wagon with the. Blanket made of asbestos, Nick. Mom and dad are yeah. just going to just <laughs> bang it out up front. <laughs> no, they're just going to smoke and not paying attention to each other. Right. My dad's going to. Better than sex. So I, sometimes I didn't fall asleep. I didn't want to watch their movie. It would right. be like adult drama or just like 70s bush. 
But <laughs> but out of the back, I would be naturally curious and watch the other. And Phantasm. Oh, oh good was one. Up and the tall man. I, that tall man, and then whatever that spinning blade was that was uh, yeah. the, the little spinning orb with the blade, and it like followed someone around the house and hit them in their. I remember th- and hit them in their head and yeah. like split their head open. Yeah. I remember as a little kid like <gasps> that's so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and then also. Uh, the commercials for that movie, um, Magic. Okay. Yes. Do you remember that? Yes, the clown with the little doll. Face, or the doll face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah with yeah. the little doll. Yeah. Little Charlie McCarthy doll yeah. that would talk and kill people. Abracadabra! I sit on his knee. Presto, changeo, and now he is me. Hocus pocus, we take us to bed. Magic is free. We're dead. Yeah. yeah. No, that never. That's still to this day. Sure, I can't yeah. walk into a room without if I see like a mannequin or like a little like. Isn't this funny? I make who's making who's yeah. the dummy here? <laughs> oh, get out of here! Well, but when you think about it, when you're a kid, the first kind of chance for you to face your fears is when you go to bed. Your your mom and dad says good night. They close the door, and now right. you're there in the dark, and you're there for a good six eight hours, depending on you know. One of my picks is actually a uh, a uh, childhood flick that we've all seen. So. Okay. Yeah. What was the first time you do you remember like either getting scared or having a horror scare, George? My uh, my sister. The first time I heard of real horror movies, my sister had a sleepover. Banging this dude. <laughs> Is that a plum? And then she peed on me. <laughs> no. ah! What? Maddie, Maddie, don't tell Maddie. that story. What? No, no. My sister. Oh, that, was had, that was George Kemp. My sister had a, a sleepover <laughs> in the fourth grade, and they rented Children of the Corn. And I remember okay. being uh, interested, and then seeing. You know, he who rocks behind the rose and Malachi, it, Malachi Isaac, he wants you too, Malachi. But being freaked <laughs> out by that. Yeah. Guys, I was such a, I am still such a pussy. I was such a pussy about horror movies that when I was 12 and my mother took me and my brother to the Dedham movie theater so that we could see Transformers the movie. You got the touch. Hmm. She didn't want to go watch a cartoon movie about the Transformers because the hell of her life already had Transformers on every day at four <laughs> o'clock on channel 56. She wanted to see Robots Aliens, in disguise. which oh, turned yeah, out yeah. to be one of my ten favorite oh, movies ever made. Absolutely. However, I was so jarred as a little kid by the ads for Alien all the time on TV that when she went to see Aliens, our movie was done. And she's like, well, when yours is done, just come in and get me and I'll be in here. And, and she's thinking, like, their movie will be fine. Hers is two and a half hours. Ours was an hour and a half. They started at the same time. I come in the movie there. I was like, Mom, ours is done. She's like, this is getting really good. Can I? I was like, Mom, I don't want to watch Aliens. And she was like... Fine, and to this day, this I still really resent good. this. So I, I hate the fact that I pulled my mother out of the theater, and she had to go home and didn't get to watch the rest of that movie because it really wasn't even that scary. It was just fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Aliens is fantastic. But that's the effect, seeing even like an ad in the paper or just like an egg breaking apart well, and ha- overhearing your parents' friends say like, did you see Alien? It scared the shit out of me. Yeah. But that's one of the great things about horror movies too. A lot of these movie posters are almost like fantastic art, right? Uh, one of my favorite things, and you talked about the first time you're kind of really scared, it was going to the video store. You know, remember you had the videos the up on the wall? The horror section, you couldn't help but go over and then see, like, a monster coming out of a toilet or seeing, like, something from The, the Exorcist. What's this this window? Well, again, like, I would put Exorcist poster. You could make an argument. Him standing outside that window is yeah. one of the great images. And and Poltergeist, her sitting in front of the TV. I mean, there, those, yeah. those are horror and two of the best movie posters of all time in yeah. any genre. No doubt. So it, it, what's funny for me, anyway, is the fact that I've probably seen more of the – 
more intense the movies that are on the, the the ten most messed up horror movie lists than anybody else in this room. Yet I didn't start until about you know I was in college. I was really scared to death. How in fact I remember being a kid being unnerved by Ghostbusters, right? But it was but <laughs> you're I, kidding. No, I'm dead serious. Oh, it, it was it was for me. For me, it was it was uh, like a fear I had to conquer. Like Gozer is is not enticing to a child. The, the, the scene with the arms come out of the chair used to scare right. that shit out of me. Pussy. <laughs> no, I I, I, get, I get I get what you're saying, but I I kind of understand though, not to play armchair psychologist, but I can kind of get why that stuff doesn't turn you off. Like you probably love like Suspiria, or you love you could even watch like. Human Centipede, whereas I couldn't even probably watch frame one of that, no matter how cartoonish or ghoulish it is. Right. You work in medical sciences, and you've got a stomach for these kinds oh, of things. Oh, I, I see stuff on a daily basis. See, it's it's scarier had, than you. Right, and you, th- this is it's not commonplace for you, but you've had to sort of numb yourself to it. But whereas I think like, oh, excessive, unnecessary gore and a fear of the un- – yeah, I can't yeah, do yeah, it. You can't do it, yeah. T- first thing, tell them who your RA, RA was in college. Yeah, I, oh, yeah, I mean, I had to like lie – I had to like fib my way – I had to fumble around through like, hey, because my RA at college was Eli Roth, wow. and he's a and he's a pal, and I like, oh, what'd you think of Hostel? I was like, oh man, that movie was crazy. And I was like, <laughs> Eli, I, I, like, like, I'm not Eli I couldn't tell him for weeks that I couldn't see it until it came out on video because I was like terrified to go see it because it involved like human cruel, like I, human yeah, cruel. I just right. can't do human cruelty. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, and uh, Hostel is like some of the most intensely. Torturous stuff you'll ever yeah. see on yeah. film. Yeah, um, uh, high hostel too. I got invited to like a, a premiere thing, and I was like, I had to go with everyone. Is there like where I, you painted your oh eyes? Oh my god! So they I, watched like eyeballs like they I watched it like that. I made a triangle <laughs> out of the corner of my right eye. That's scarier to me. That's that's girls being tortured as opposed to, uh, you to know, dudes, right dudes right being tortured. They're horrible. They're like, hey, two less to compete with. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's, yeah, that's horrible. Now, <laughs> so. Yeah. All right, why don't we go ahead and kick this thing off and, and go ahead around the room. We're going to start one at a time. You don't want to start, man? Oh, no, yeah, oh, okay. no. I was shaking my head. I, I thought you were having a seizure that, that guy made. So let, let's go ahead and start mm-hmm. with... George Kipp made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's start with Maddie. Maddie, give us one of the uh, three scariest horror scenes, horror films in your catalog. I'm going to start uh, with the... It's not the scariest scene in the world. I've watched it in, in research for this. It doesn't age well. The film itself doesn't age well, but it had such an impact on me. It was probably... The first time I got mind effed by a movie and it scared the crap out of me. It's the fake dream sequence in American Werewolf in London. Yes, I had never seen. You don't think I, that aged well? I love that. Movie. It's okay. The acting's very bad. Is that because yeah. of the practical effects? Yeah, Rick a little Baker bit of that. stuff, which is yeah. groundbreaking. Yeah. The scene in, ter- in fact, when his friend comes back, Jack's warning. I think it's called, he's all cut up. Yeah. It doesn't age too well. You can tell it's fake. Although some of the it's 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 great, but. I had never been tricked by a movie before, and I remember being so. There's a scary scene where he's in the hospital, and then I won't, you know, no spoilers. David, play a little bit of it here. Hello, have you been up long? I've just had a nightmare. Not to worry, I've just the thing. You think it's over? You think it's like okay, he woke up from his dream. Oh, good, and all of a sudden, boom. He's having a dream within the dream. He's well, waking up in his dream, and he gets scared yeah. again. And, and I, it scared the shit out of me as a kid because I, I trusted movies. There was a there was a logical order right. to how movies do things. Someone wakes up from a dream, it's over. Mm-hmm. This 
mind f me because no 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 you never know now yeah and i and i honestly i think it's okay as long as we say spoiler alert we're gonna go okay, ahead and ta- let's okay. go ahead and talk about these because most okay, people listening okay. to this yeah, probably have seen these old. Yeah, films right. and, and whatever so 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 anyway he he, he thinks uh, he's in the woods in, in yes, the first part right yes he sees himself in a hospital bed and he and the he's watching himself which is in itself yeah. scared the it's shit out creepy, of me it's yeah. like a vision of some kind and the nurse smiles and then he turns into this ghoulish monster. He wakes up, <gasps> and then you think it's over. And the same nurse comes over to him. And you think, all right, he's awake, and again. Yeah. And it just, and, and it broke all the rules for me. And then I was realizing, too, when I watched this movie again in, in effort for this, uh, we wouldn't have Shaun of the Dead, really. This movie was pretty influential. The whole comedy, oh, time, yeah. young, hip guys, the hipsters of the time in the 70s in London, having fun. And I had never seen comedy and horror. And he, it just blew the, my The soundtrack, mind. Every, every song in the movie involves the word moon. It's about the moon. Yes, that's right. It, which was also kind of like, this is original right. and, and, yes. and well thought. And so, all of Eli's movies, too, like both the Hostel movies and, Ke- and Cabin in the Woods. Cabin yes. Fever, Cabin yeah. Fever, excuse me, not Cabin in the Woods. That... That there's a, there's a comedic element to it. There always there was two in the Sam Raimi movies. I bet you there is not a horror movie auteur, screenwriter, director, or aficionado who's not going to say, "Oh yeah, American Werewolf in London has to go in your top in five camp. or top ten yeah. influential wow. horror right, that movies." Makes me yeah, John Landis absolutely. Uh, kill. And, and yeah, he killed like Vic Morrow. He killed it. It wasn't. Oh, I'll on, just yeah. close with this. It wasn't my. It wasn't my uh, first scare. In fact, my father should literally be brought up on charges <laughs> because he brought me to see The Shining with my brother. We were way what too young. What the fuck was dude, your dad dude, thinking? Wait, I was in grade school. I'm not oh, kidding. Like, wow. like young grade school. I can't watch the whole movie when, now when by that movie myself, and I'm a pretend. Eight, you, 1980, 1980. Dude, I was. Uh, uh, I was ten. I was 10 years old and he took me to The Shining in the theater with my brother. And it's so that was my first scare, but this was my first haunting. Mind yeah. fuck. Like, this is my first. Wow. The, oh, the rules are broken. Anything can happen now. Yeah. So, I, I got so, so Landis actually, that was a trick that was from a Japanese filmmaker. I don't, I don't think it was Kurosawa, but there was one of these Japanese filmmakers that did this thing where he made a movie where it was a dream and then somebody wake up and they, you know, something happened, they wake up again and they just kept waking up and couldn't like figure out what the reality was. And he implemented that in this movie. And I love that scene. You're absolutely right. Oh, it's so good. So, yeah, that's my first one. All right, for George, why don't we go to your, your first pick? Yeah, I'll start with. Um... With, with the childhood movie that that's just uh, remember, I think scared all of us. Remember the scene when we didn't think that Chris Pratt was going to survive in Jurassic <laughs> Kingdom. Remember when the that girls was scary. were in that quarrel contest with the other girls, and, and they didn't really think they were going to win. So remember when Kirsten Dunst didn't stick that landing and bring it on? Pitch Perfect Three is a beloved childhood. <laughs> <laughs> the Wizard of Oz is a beloved childhood classic. Uh, the Wicked Witch of the West was a creation that gave me. Nightmares, the green skin, the way she talked, her menacing cackle. <laughs> the scene I'm talking about is, is uh, the scene that scared me was when Dorothy gets locked up in the witch's castle and she sees the crystal ball and sees her Aunt Em in there saying, Dorothy, where are you? Come oh, home, yeah. come home. And all of a sudden, Aunt Em disappears and the witch appears. And says, Auntie M, I'm scared, I'm scared. Come home, come home. And then With the, the witch... Boston accent suddenly. Yeah. <laughs> and, but then the witch. <laughs> dude, looks... the wizard of Oz. Yeah. Oh, dude, he wicked. He parked out back. I can't believe it. What a dick. Then, then the witch looks directly into the camera. You're not leaving camera, that bubble here. <laughs> looks directly into the camera and starts cackling. Follow the yellow brick road. Fucking we pissed scary. all over it on St. Patty's Day. Right? <laughs> uh, it, it, I felt that she was staring at me and it, it scarred me for the rest of my life. I'm 
up in the witch's castle. And I'm trying to get home to you, Annie M. Oh, Annie M, don't go away. I'm frightened. Come back. Come back. That, that was the first real movie scare that I had watched that they played every year on Thanksgiving oh, yeah. on Let Channel say, 7. I, I, we didn't miss it a single time on Channel 7 growing yeah. up. I looked forward to it because that's how we used to see these movies before we even had like Star, oh, yeah. the movie, the channel that came on before HBO oh, yeah. and all that. Kind of video was TV. hard to get. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I think in a lot of ways now maybe if they were to start re-airing it, and I'm not sure exactly why, where the rights are or why they don't re-air it the same way they do It's a Wonderful Life or Home Alone. That it probably should be re-aired with a warning because while my son, who I think my five-year-old, who has, I think, seen most of it, if not all of it, would love the majority of it, there are intense sequences to that. Yeah. And I think that that's not a horror movie, of course, no, no. but that would scare, scare someone and that would leave an indelible image in your mind. And the crazy thing is if you get that imprinted in your mind at age six or seven, the crazy thing is – in your 30s or 40s, for some reason, it's going to linger. And it's going to, like, the movie's never going to scare you the same, but that memory, that's, that mental scar tissue is going to be carried with you, and you're still going to get freaked out by it. Yeah. Absolutely. How about those little people? They were pretty scary, too. <laughs> no, I mean, like. Dude, no, Maddie, like, no, Maddie, they're called fun size. No. Yeah, the, the old uh, munchkins. Absolutely. Oh, my God. We're going to have to edit that. We're going to have to edit all this. <laughs> Well, sorry. Like Ready? The Three, Gil. two, one. And we're back. Shawshank, the flagship podcast of the Pod 617. No, but you know what's funny? They've done a uh, – I remember seeing a thing on her online. She was like the sweetest lady. It was oh, – she was on with Mr. Rogers. Yep. If, look yeah, it up on right. YouTube, yes. and she was the sweetest lady. And he's like, you're not really scary, are you? You're not really I'm, little, are you? <laughs> and I don't know why I'm making him George Bush, but he's like, you know, you're not really scary. And she's like, oh, no, it's just a part I played. And he brings children to her because they were fucking they scared of her. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he kind of broke that down. But good pick, George. I never would have picked this. Uh, All right. Uh, Nick, what, what's your pick? Uh, I'm going to go with the most contemporary of the three movies. I'm, I'll, I'll work my way back chronologically. I think this movie came out in, I want to say, like 2003. It is the American version of The Ring. Ringu. Oh, Ringu. Yeah. Yeah. Ringu. Good call. Ringu. Ringu. And while the movie has some scenes that are atmospherically haunting, I'm not going to go with that weird scene with the horse throwing itself off the ferry. I'm not going to go creepy. with... Which was creepy, yes. And I'm not going to go with the end when the girl... Spoiler alert! Comes out of the TV as creepy as that was. Right. When we finally fucking TV, I, I know, slept uh, the theater. I did. It was pretty <laughs> serious. It was scary, right? Oh my god! The it way she crawled. Sh- that's right. the first time we saw that kind and of like stop motion yeah, movement right. of these people. Like, they, oh they, my the, god! Like the fact that this, like the tape works. This is what happens. Yeah. She crawls out of. That's it. She, you put in the tape, and the girl comes out and of the TV. She doesn't up, do yeah. anything to you, but it literally scares you to death. Horrible. So we finally see what she does at the end. But earlier in the movie, they talk about what the effects are of the tape and that these parents found their daughter after she had watched it in a closet and they just cut to, oh, yeah. it's like just for effect. It is about a second to a second, maybe two seconds tops. Somebody opens a slider door of a closet and you see a girl who was literally scared to death. She confided in you. Yeah, but she never said anything. Nothing that would explain what happened. what you do isn't it ask questions rachel please i saw her face 
and she's got this purple and her face. Jaw, her jaw's her, basically broken. Her jaw's broken and fallen down, yes. and the eyes are like blown open. Oh God! And you just yeah. see that, and like it's almost like it's not subliminal, but it's like a quick flash frame. And not only did I jump, was that the best jump scare I've ever had in a movie? But still to this day, like I like I got to go potty right now yeah, thinking about le- it. Leading it, up to it is so intensely terrifying. With the with the mood music yep. and just you, you kind of just you just, you have pictures in your mind like what could this possibly be and it pays off. Yeah, you watch baby. this tape and seven days good later one, you die. Good yeah. one, Nick. That is good a pick. great great. Good it's one. a great scary movie. Scary really good and somehow still like scary as fuck. All right, well, and Nick, you kind of uh, referenced this earlier. I'm uh, I don't know if I had mentioned it, but yeah, my pick actually is from Suspiria. And the film Suspiria is from uh, 1977. It's Dario Argentino. Dario Argento. And the remake remake is actually coming out. It was at Toronto recently. And they said it's, if not as good, maybe an improvement upon it. It's directed by, of all people, the guy who did that French uh, movie that was nominated for Best Picture a year and a half ago called uh, Call Me By Your Name. Okay. So it's like the... And now I want to oh, see yeah, it, but yeah. at the same time, they're like, it's beautiful, and also it'll shake your worldview forever. So what's funny is from 77, because it's Italian, it is, um, it's very dated in a lot of the, the, the stuff. It, it's this girl goes and she uh, joins a dance troupe, a ballet troupe. She's part of this, uh, you know, community inside this, like, school, and she's learning, whatever. But this house is basically a haunted house. It's really, really fucked up. So all these things keep happening. There's a lot of blood, a lot of gore. Um, Dario Argento. 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 Think yeah, about the Wisconsin is, cheese and take away the S. Yes. Um, I'm just last time I want to say it, so it doesn't. <laughs> but, so, um, but, yeah, so it, it's, it's wildly influential. Um, but what's great about this is there's a scene that always shocked me uh, and really stayed with me because when I got this, I mean, it's one of these ones that's on everybody's list. Oh, it's, it's so great, whatever. And seeing what it is in Italian 77, you're like, not really. Eh, we'll see. We'll see. It's probably wildly dated, and it is in some parts. But there's a scene where this girl's escaping, and spoiler alert here, she's escaping the, uh, the, the she's trying to get out of the school, basically. It's like Professor X's uh, school for the gifted George. Uh, so she's Thank trying- you. <laughs> She's trying to get out of here, and she's able to see, like, this exit, like this window exit, and she's got to kind of get through one window, and then there's almost like this garage area that she can't really see real well, but if she can just get to there, she's good, and she's been tortured, and she's made her way all the way, and you're just like, oh, my God, thank God she's finally able to do this, and she just has to kind of drop down, and she drops down onto the floor, and it's covered in barbed wire. And it is, and when you first see it, you're like, oh, my God, because you're just like, she was so good this close. And, and she just drops down to it, and, and she, then she starts struggling. And as soon as she starts struggling, she's bleeding, and it's just, you're like, "Oh my god!" It it was just wildly shocking out of nowhere. You just didn't see it coming, and, but it's one of the great like shock scares I've ever seen in movies. We read a review of the new version, Nick, on our show, mm-hmm. and they said that reviewers were leaving. There's a yeah, scene people, where she like breaks her own bones, or people she, she had beats to leave herself the theater, or something, yeah. and, and they're like, "Yeah, no, no, yeah. out." So, right. yeah. So that anyway, that's my first pick, Maddie. How about we go to your second? All right, my second <coughs> pick. Um, I'm going to go out of out of chronological order here. My second pick is kind of postmodern and uh, more modern than my other two. It's the final scene, the final scene of Blair Witch, and it's. The scene where everything comes together, the girl is just, they reach the house trying to save their friend who they're calling out for. They hear him calling back to them, which is chilling uh, because he's dead as shit. 
and they're yelling out to him, and she's just giving these series of blood-curdling screams. You don't know what's going on. She's just screaming and screaming and screaming. the kids standing in the corner of the room as they have pre-told you that the little children are made to stand in the corner of the room and it just phone drops or the camera drops and it ends. And I was in the theater so chilled by him standing in the corner. I can still, telling it right now, I've got chills going up and down my spine. Now here's a great little tag to this. My buddies saw me in the theater watching it. Never said anything. And when I got home that night, and I lived in kind of a rural area. They had left sticks tied in oh, uh, bundles. Motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Oh so, uh, yeah. Maddie stole this pick from me. <laughs> yeah. We oh, really? talked about this. Yeah. Okay. This I would have 100% picked this scene. I think that movie was Holy brilliant. Shit. I think it was revolutionary, groundbreaking. It was. It was. And this was the last time I slept with the television on and all the lights on in the apartment. Here's my <laughs> no thing. Joke. is. I actually saw this one in the theater, and I thought they should have called it Lost in the Woods because it didn't really frighten me that much. The last scene did, but what I was waiting for is because they have the camera knocked on the ground. You see the guy in the corner. The light's there. You, th- you know she's dead. If they had just shown a pair of feet walk by, I think well, that, that would have I, I politely disagree because this speaks to what Nick talked about at the beginning of this podcast. This movie is the ultimate example of the unknown. You never see a monster. There's you zero you explanation. You don't yeah, know yeah. what the... And, I don't And your imagination of this witch, whatever it was, that whatever evil entity made them do this and made the, and it's still hunting those woods is so much more terrifying. I always use the example of, well, it's a Hitchcock, really. It's Hitchcock, yeah. not showing it. Seeing the actor react to something and you never see it is way worse than anything that a right. makeup person could do. I was just talking about this the other day, Nick. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan stole it from Hitchcock, basically. There's a scene where Mel Gibson starts to board up the windows and signs, the movie yep. signs, and he just he's doing a long shot down the hallway, and Mel Gibson just slowly backs away from the window. Right. And then he starts delivering dialogue to the dog, and you're like, all right, I don't want to know what he just saw. Right. And it's so much worse. And that whole movie's like that. You don't know what it is. And so I feel like if I'd seen the footsteps, it, it would have it killed it for me. And, and the fact that it, even to those victims, it might be unseen. Yes. It's it's a spirit. It's a demon. It's in yeah, you. It may not have been the you fact that there was a like witch. a crazy murderer that was that was doubling as the Blair Witch, if you will, and that legend well, had gone around the woods. I, I feel like I needed to see the the witch. Well, but I think wanted about to it. see her at but the end. But think about it psychologically. Yeah. Whenever you are confronted yeah. with something you don't understand, what's the first thing you do? Dig for more information. So the more right. information is presented to you, the easier it is to deal with. Right. So you're so I've, I'm not completely in that knowing. thought process that yeah, if it, the. And your mind, make, your mind's going to make it the creepiest thing, right? And, to can, make, that, and, and don't forget the supernatural properties in that film. Like, so they were hearing voices of people that were dead, like him calling. He was dead. They're chopped up, but they're still calling to them. And then to make a person stand in a corner like that, that kid was probably dead at that point too. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's you're talking about a psychological entity, which to me is way more scary. And remember and way that, scarier than oh, just like there's this big oh, bat. Like I know what you did last oh, summer. Yeah, I did. Made it. Yeah. Kudos to that actress. I don't know whatever happened to her, Heather, but whatever her name was. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit! That last scene, her screams. Uh, well, remember that was the really first early days of the internet, and, and people. Was, and, and, and peop- is it real? Is it real? Well, yeah. well, people they were trying to pitch it as found footage. You know, and, and it was like a set. There was like a warning at the beginning of the film. You know. Real quick. Sorry, I took a mouthful of Fritos. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not plugging anything, so I don't want anyone to ever go see this movie. Although, I did this uh, very, you know, C, C horror movie. These guys in Western Mass, great guys, very talented guys. 
And it was just kind of this schlock, fun horror movie, and they had me play a part in it. And we came up with an idea at the end. We had a so you see the movie, it's fun, campy horror movie, and then it cuts to a black screen. And it says, "What you're about to see was found security footage. Uh, please proceed with co-, you know warning small right. children." Right? And then we literally have a writers' meeting with the actors and stuff. And it's like Maddie Blake played this, the right, and I start losing my mind in the meeting. Like I just don't see how you can make a product this bad. I signed up as an actor to do this, and, and the director's like, "Hey, hey, 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 man." We didn't come here for this. Like, stop your diva bullshit. I'm like, fuck you, man. Da, 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 da. And then so everyone leaves. And it's like the following footage was was found in the security video. And I go in the room. You don't hear anything. You just see us fighting. And you just see me throw him down. And then it's like, director David Horgan was killed in this incident. They're still looking for actor Matty Blake. And I thought it was it was so <laughs> smart. And some, some horror bloggers at the time started going like, if this is for real, you got to find this fucking guy. And the guy's like, best compliment I ever got as an actor. Some horror blogger wrote, uh, if Matty Blake... Is for real. He's a monster and a dick, and must be found. And he's a dick. And he goes, if he's acting, he's one of the best actors I've ever seen. Oh, the funny thing is, and he's a dick. Funny thing is, he is acting, and he's also a monster oh and a dick. God. I'll bring it. I'll show uh, you that last scene. I'll bring this it. Ma- this makes me want to yeah, ask you. I'm, I'm not trying to reveal the rest of anything, but did anyone in this room find paranormal activity scary? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, and did you like yeah. that new Spielberg ending? <laughs> The one where like my memory, the body is. is thrown like that's it. That's where it got a little the scare. The final the final little thing in the movie is the body like you don't see anything yeah. for thirty seconds. Then the body hits the camera. Yeah, I yeah. I kind of pooped. Right. Yeah. That, no, it's, it's definitely definitely a good jump scare. I think it's it's one of these movies though. It's a one and done. Once you've seen it once, it's completely forgettable. Uh, there uh, there's. As a big horror fan, there are so many horror movies you can rewatch over and over and still have so much fun with. That one, once you have kind of seen those two kind of jump scares or two moments, yeah, that's it. And can I just say real quick, I know I just blabbed for a long time, but movies right now are starting to learn how to do horror again because we went through this phase of all jump scares. It was all jump scares. Now, like, it follows yes. um, this new one, uh, Hereditary. Yeah. They're doing it right again. And they're not just jump scaring you. They're giving Baba Duke was like that. Like Baba Duke, yeah. They're giving you dread and horror again, and I love it. Yeah, dread. Absolutely. That's the word well, that it, I, I can't escape. But dread. you know what? You just mentioned something that's interesting. Uh, Baba Duke is New Zealand. Yeah. Um, Hereditary is, uh, I think it's American. But I mean, so many of these movies now, especially with horror, are accepted from being international absolutely. that other movies just aren't. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so anyway, George, how about your second pick? Surprise, Sydney. Do you like scary movies? Hello. Why don't you want to talk to me? Who is this? You tell me your name, I'll tell you mine. <laughs> I don't think so. What's that noise? Popcorn. You making popcorn? Uh-huh. I only eat popcorn at the movies. Well, I'm getting ready to watch a video. Really? What? Oh, just some scary movie. You like scary movies? Uh-huh. You never told me your name. Why do you want to know my name? Because I want to know who I'm looking at. The opening scene in Scream, which reinvented the the genre, yes. Wes Craven's with Wes Craven, uh, with Drew Barrymore, who is the the star above the title in uh, in Scream, who gets chopped up and diced and hung in the first ten minutes of the movie. She doesn't survive the first ten minutes of the movie. I lost my Great mind. Scene. Yeah, I lost my mind. The telephone back and forth, that voice, the reveal of the ghost mask. 
it, it yeah. I lost my shit because that was With hard. With a red right hand. Boom. 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 Great soundtrack. Uh, sa- same that song movie. played in Dumb and Dumber as he's getting yeah. Rhode Island yeah. slut yeah. magazine. <laughs> that movie, it, yeah, it's so funny. That that movie is, the first pick. one is so freaking Good. It's good and great actors. That you have Matthew Lillard. You have Nev Campbell. Like, well, the un- first time unknowns. Henry Winkler was given a second chance. Henry too. Winkler is the principal, and a lot of inside jokes. Like they're actually watching Halloween during the party scene where the killer's out there, rules. and he's going, yeah. hey, "Hey, here are the rules. You can't do this during a horror movie. That's why Jamie Lee lives. Yeah. Never get naked. Never get naked." And and then they show they flash over the Nev Campbell having sex. It was right. Yeah. It was something else. But that first that, that Nev Campbell having sex. Uh, Nev Campbell. Oh, I I yeah. was seeing the Brooklyn. I was seeing the New York Philharmonic. Uh, my final summer. I was living in Brooklyn, summer of 2016. And it's where you all put blankets on this giant lawn <coughs> in Prospect Park. And the blanket next to mine, and I mean as far away as I am from you, Maddie, maybe seven feet, was Nev Campbell and friends all doing their no. wine, cheese, yeah, grapes. Yeah, yeah. She is. What'd you do with the body? Legit. That first, that first scene, though, with Drew Barrymore, that was so, so unexpected. Hot. Want to touch the high. It was so unexpected and so hadn't been done before. The, you killed off the star yeah, in the first breaker. five minutes. Yeah. Right. Well, another that borrows breaker. from the, uh, like... The greatest horror scene of all time, which, spoiler alert, is not going to be here. Psycho. Janet Leigh was one of the biggest stars in the world, and she's just showering. And even though you see the killer... You don't re- you see nothing coming, and then you just see the silhouette of the killer, and you just, you don't shit. actually ever see the gore. And at the time, you really don't actually see anything else. The rest of that movie, uh, scream show so sc- gore though. They, well, they did, but yeah, because it was for, oh, yeah. it was almost forty years later. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the influential one. And then they 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 sort of t- took it to a new place and breathed. I wouldn't, I'm not sure if I'd say reinvented, but they breathed a lot of new life. A lot of new, into and a lot of new fans. Yes. Had a lot of people brought yeah, a lot absolutely. of people back to the horror movie. And then opening cr- weekend killed it by making one too many of them. That's good. Uh, the Nick, first two are good. The second one was good. Nick, what was your uh, number two? Uh, number two is a movie that my wife just took one. No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't encourage, don't encourage him, please. Don't encourage him. Number two it's from 1997. Joke, it's an inside joke. August of 1997 mm-hmm. comes out. Everyone thinks, oh, this is one of those like it's not. It's a summer movie. Oh, this is one of those late summer movies. That's kind of where they bury yeah. uh, the the odd choices, the sci-fi stuff and whatnot. Oh, this will be fun. Event Horizon. Oh, Lawrence Fishburne's in this. Uh, let's see. Call. Interesting cast. Uh, oh, this is about a space mission where they try and find a ship that got lost. And what happened? That ship flew through what's known as an event horizon, uh, and it went to hell. Stuck. Miller? And they get dispatches from this ship from the other side. And I will list as my number two scariest scene ever when we get those first dispatches from hell through the event horizon. Yeah. I can't watch it still. I remember just, like, I didn't expect to be terrified. I thought this was suspenseful. I didn't expect to be chilled to the bone. I didn't expect to have my core rattled. The scenes with, like, people sort of being, people being tortured, being forced to torture each other, devouring each other, it was... I mean, it's just, it's every worst, it's just a whole giant room of all your worst case scenarios with screaming 
and chilling reverberations. Uh, wow. I mean, and that movie was great, and then it got silly. Yeah. But damn, was Second that, fell apart. Was yeah. that I scary. I forgot about that. That is a, a super scary scene. Yes. It's a super, super creepy scene. Uh, I'm going to go with a 1980s uh, Italian uh, cannibal film, Cannibal Holocaust. Uh, a favorite of all of my NYU roommates, and really? I know all the guys really? there love. Oh, they love that movie. Eli loves that. Yeah, movie. Yeah, loves that movie. Yeah, he made uh, what was the one that he made recently? Green um, Inferno. Green Inferno. Yeah, that was like almost like an homage to this. Yeah. Um, Cannibal Holocaust is really unique in the fact that they did shoot some actual uh, um, uh, footage from uh, cannibal tribes, and uh, they included Jesus. it in their film. Uh, now they they also included a scene at one point where a girl has a basically a steak that goes all the way through her mouth and through her privates like just one solid steak. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's Woo, some, there's right. some really horrific imagery, <laughs> but but the reason why I included it on this list as somebody who's seen a lot of messed up horror movies is this was she this was to scare us not make us horny. <laughs> <laughs> this was a movie that included. Actual tribal scenes in which animals are killed for dinner. No, no, that I'm never gonna watch. Right. So there's a there's I a. I can't see that kind of that abject cruelty. Well, no, no, but no, but so here's what's fascinating to me about this. I'm in, by the way. <laughs> it is. I'm still in. It is horrific to watch an animal like a tortoise, by, by for example, it, alive being deshelled no, with with a no machete. Interest. Okay. No interest. Now, now, what's amazing about this was all they were recording was what these people do. On their daily basis to, to make their food and feed their families and everything else. M- much like if, you know, you go to McDonald's and get a chicken sandwich, you're not sitting there watching the chicken get decapitated and his bones, you know, and all this other stuff that happens to the chicken to make your chicken sandwich. Um, so, so, while, so while I was completely grossed. Yeah, McNuggets don't grow on trees, guys. There's a, just what? in. What the? There's a scene where a monkey gets, the, it, it gets uh... scalped and you see the monkey brains and it starts running around alive. Oh. There's some horrific imagery that reminded me a lot of Faces of Death. I don't know if you guys remember Faces yeah, yeah, of Death. Yeah, that's, that's the movie I number yeah. one most resent ever right, watching. Right. Yeah. So, but my but my point here was that one always stuck with me. Not necessarily so much because of I mean it was horrible to watch, but just the idea that we were basically seeing what other people actually do on a daily basis, and it's no big deal to them. But it was included in this horror movie, and it made the entire experience that much more horrific. The rest of the movie's okay. It's probably a you know B level horror movie. It's the plot's not that great. All this other stuff, but these scenes have always stayed with me. What the fuck happened to you? <laughs> no, see, I, no, seriously, hilarious. what happened to you? All right, let, let's go ahead and wrap up with our final right. wow. final films of the thing. Wow, Maddie, what do you got? I'm Matthew, seeing, by the way, I'm seeing none of these. I'm <laughs> just wanting to know, like, uh, this is fun. My George and I are not, not on. Like, yeah. uh, like, we're going to make plans to go see Creed 2 when we leave this podcast <laughs> tonight, <laughs> and we're not doing anything else. I went, uh, a young Matty Blake, I mentioned it earlier, I saw The Exorcist, probably too young, and I'm going to go with a scene from The Exorcist, which I think is this, the granddaddy. Like I said, it's the jaws of horror movies for me. Um, and there's a scene, though, I'm going to pull. It's a little bit of a deep cut from The Exorcist because you always think of the exorcism scenes and all that is very scary. But there's a scene where Father Karras alone listens to the audio recordings that he took with her. And she's screaming. And in those screams, he hears something and he keeps rewinding it, rewinding it, rewinding it, rewinding it. And... At the time, I was going to Sunday school as a young Catholic boy in the Archdiocese of Boston. Yes, I get veterans' benefits. And I asked a CCD teacher one time about the story where Jesus cast the demons into pigs 
or the uh, guy says he's a demon. He says, I know who he, he, the story's terrifying in the Bible. He sees Jesus, this guy who's possessed, they say. He sees Jesus right away and goes, I know who you are. We know who you are. We know who you are. And Jesus says, you must say your name. And the guy says, we are legion. And Jesus goes, I cast you into those pigs, those swine. And the guys, the demons in him go into the swine and they all jump off a cliff. It's a horrific story for a right, young yeah, kid yeah. to learn. And I remember asking my CCD teacher, I go, what's legion? And he goes, well, it refers to a group of troops. And I go, how many? And he goes, about 6,000. So in this scene, as I'm watching it as a kid, I'm hearing all those hundreds and thousands of, you know, hundreds of voices in her voice. Right. And there's just something about the way the camera pushes. He's alone in his basement or wherever he is listening to the tape. And it is the most, and then the phone rings and it's a jump scare. But, yeah. but, but combined with the psychological horror of what you know is coming with this girl, that to me is my, uh, to this day I have trouble watching that scene. Well, and talk about a time where religion really held more of America's attention than it does today. The, I mean, who, it, back in the early 70s, you know, everyone was going to church. It, right. was, it was just much more of well, American culture. So, so the idea that you would be familiar with those stories as a child and then God. to see that yeah, type right. of thing, you know. And later in life, I met a priest who was actually involved with exorcisms and I got to ask him about things. And he, he was absolutely just talked about it like, like we would anything else. It absolutely it's real and absolutely it goes on and horrifying. Um, yeah. yeah, man. I have to quote one of my favorite memes now on my phone. I saved as a uh, meme. Y'all motherfuckers need Jesus. <laughs> Yeah, I never learned that in CCD. That y'all motherfuckers need Jesus? <laughs> Exorcist, uh, if that's not in everyone's it's top ten horror movie movies. of all time. Right? Yeah. I mean, my God. That's, uh, my wife can't By the way, sit through it. Some weird stuff. <laughs> no, she's as, on the toilet. As often happens with these horror movies, some weird stuff happened. You know, like the cast of Poltergeist. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That guy who played Father Karras died real young. I mean, just a bunch of weird set things happened. All kinds of weirdness. So. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> save, save it for Monsterland. Yeah. <laughs> check, and check out Exorcist 3, actually. Good, and what a great follow. time to plug another podcast here on Pod 617. Do you dare enter Monsterland? You may not know that some 50 miles west of Boston sits what may be one of the most diverse and comprehensive paranormal locations in the world. If you listen to the Monsterland podcast, the secrets will be revealed to you. I'm Maddie Blake, actor, TV host, and believer, and I'm fortunate to be co-hosting the show with the author of the book known as Monsterland, Ronnie LeBlanc. Thanks, Maddie. Well, you said it. We're practically next door to the Lemster State Forest, a place that's had a decades-long list of strange phenomena, including UFOs, paranormal activity, Bigfoot, strange sightings, occult, and military activity. Absolutely. And Ronnie, on the Monsterland podcast, we'll be joined by a murderer's row of experts from all over the world to finally figure out if these claims belong in the myth or Monsterland files. So make sure you listen, binge, and believe as each chapter of our mysterious journey unfolds. You can find the Monsterland podcast on pod617.com, the mighty pod617.com, the Boston Podcast Network. Join the passionate fans who we're already hearing from. See you soon in Monsterland. We're back uh, from plugging Poop Factory. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> George, George, you're the you're, scary one. George, you're up uh, with pick number three. Now, I just showed the, the, the trailer for, for this movie to Nick, and I was just ex- explaining to him what it was about. Uh, it's called Battle Royale. It's actually a 2000 Japanese uh, thriller. The film follows a group of junior high school classmates forced to fight to the death by the Japanese government. Ooh. 
The film drew controversy and was banned or excluded from distribution in several countries. The producers even refused to sell the film to any United States distributor until 2012 because they were worried of potential controversy and lawsuits. Quentin Tarantino calls this his favorite movie of all time. Uh, the essentially these kids. I thought, are, he, I thought he liked uh, Good, the Bad, and the Ugly. Number one. No, in the in the trailer, watch the trailer for Battle Royale. It has a quote from Tarantino. It's my favorite movie of wow, all time. Wow. Uh, essentially, the kids are brought to an island and given a random weapon, a map, and told that one only one of them will survive, so they'll have to kill each other off. These are junior high kids. The scene in question, uh, the scariest scene, I think, uh, takes place in the, the island lighthouse where six girls had formed an alliance and hoped they would be rescued before the three-day time limit um, expires. Yeah, they find a care f- and they find an injured uh, male classmate and they hope to nurse him back to health. However, one girl secretly takes her weapon, which is poison, and pours it into their to their noodles in an effort to kill this boy. But this backfires. One of the other girls eats the noodles. And she gruesomely dies, blood firing out of her mouth. Each other girl blames the other, and they quickly turn on each other. They grab their weapons, which are all semi-automatics, and shoot each other at point-blank range. Blasting each other in guts and blood and pus fu- coming out of their faces. Oh my God. And then one one girl survived. What the erection. fuck is going on? Nick, one girl survives, seeing what's happened, watching her friends die horrifically. She jumps out of the lighthouse and lands on the rocks below, killing herself. The gun, the gun shooting scene is a scare like no other, a jump scare, and the audience is thinking these girls aren't going to kill each other with semi-automatics from point-blank range, but they do. It's gross, bloody, it's heart-wrenching, and what makes it even creepier, it's children. Sweet dreams. God. <laughs> Very nice, George. Hey, I like that one. Happy Halloween, oh, everybody. It's, it's uh, awesome. No thanks. That's great. I've always not seen that movie. I, I saw even The Hunger Games because how much I hate you know, butchering and how much I hate abject cruelty to humanity, especially when it involves children. I had a hard time seeing the Hunger Games. Hunger Games straight up ripped off uh, well, Battle Royale. Well, it's ins- yeah, inspired by in a lot sure. of ways, I think. Yeah, right. but it's uh, it was recommended to me by a, a buddy who was an indie movie fan and said, you have to see this. It's insane. All Japanese subtitles. I love I can't get him to watch scary. The Godfather. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> no. but like, Japanese subtitles. It's like Hunger Games. If Hunger Games wasn't directed by a pussy, right? right. <laughs> Japanese exactly subtitles yeah. sign Except me up. It's missing Jennifer Lawrence's. Huh, but huh, huh, even huh. even watch the Battle Royale trailer or scenes. You can actually watch the whole movie on YouTube. Someone you cribbed it. So. Oh, fantastic! Yeah. All right, we'll check that out, Nick. No, we won't. But cool. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate the sweet dreams. Number three, uh, first movie when I thought, uh, hey man. I love this director. He's made some of my absolute favorite movies ever. Some of them are creepy. Some of them horrific. Most of them sci-fi and action. Yeah, so what? I I mean, I stomach some of his previous scary entries. Why would this be such a big deal? Not even a movie that scores that well on Rotten Tomatoes or people bring up in the greatest horror movie conversations. But the, as they say, how do they describe them again? The the vision, how is this described? This is These are called the... Vision Quest? No, I apologize. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, that movie. They are they are referred to. Ah, right. Let's just not have it go down that road. Right. They are referred to as the. This is not a dream. 
VHS video sequences. From 1987's Prince of Darkness by John Carpenter. They are basically like these visions that are being projected into people's minds as like this church is possessed and there's a spinning green matter that they think is like the antimatter, the antichrist stuff. I don't, e- I don't even know what's going on. I read about it again today. I could sit down and watch it again. I wouldn't understand it. But the idea that this VHS, this creepy, grainy video image of the devil coming to earth and possessing these people and trying to take human form and it being projected into people's minds and they're hearing this creepy radio broadcast this entire time freaked me out. I couldn't sleep that whole night. Sometimes I think if I have a nightmare, that's what I'm still hearing. And that's not even like the great... It's Again, it's not a great movie. Halloween, inch for inch, minute for minute, is a better movie. The Thing is widely considered John Carpenter's greatest movie, and that's also supremely scary, and at the same time thrilling and sci-fi and action-packed. These these bits just... I I haven't been able to shake them for... It came out in 87 for... Saw it oh, that summer on VHS. It was like summer 88 on Cape Cod. Ruined that week. And, wow. and Nick, they are bits. It's, it's little bits that of these little bit, movies. That movie, I can watch the movie. That horrifies you for the rest of your yes, life. Yes, That's yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yeah. Nice one, Nick. I like that one a lot. Uh, I'm going to go to my last uh, pick here, number three for me. Um, it's 1968's uh, Night of the Living Dead. Um, that movie is so freaking good. So Night of the Living Dead actually uh, has a place in the uh, National Film Registry and Library of Congress. Uh, it was a uh, small-budget film by George A. Romero, who fortunately enough, uh, like I was lucky enough to meet before he died. Wow. Um, he was, uh, it was an independent horror film that was made for about, I think, $114,000 uh, 114, uh, outside of Pittsburgh. How much did he charge for, for him to sign your tip? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you like the uh, tattoo I got right over top of it? Um, so the film is, you know, if anyone hasn't seen it at this point, it's actually, I think, public uh, domain. Um, but it's the, it's the original zombie movie, right? It's the yeah, original. Absolutely. It's in black and white. It was, uh, like I said, 1968. Um, it became a cult classic. It always played in these drive-ins, these, uh, you know, late-night theaters, all this stuff. But for me, the scene that always stuck with me uh, in the film is an absolute classic from the beginning to end. Uh, the, the main character, Ben, this guy who uh, protects these people in this house, ends up, and this is a big-time spoiler alert, ends up getting shot in the head by the, uh, by the sheriff and, right, and by, right. by the, basically the, 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 you know, the, the white hunters that are they're going yeah. out there and just, and just wiping out all these zombies that are yeah, basically yeah. cropping up everywhere. And the final uh, credit scene is um, shot in, is done in photo. It's done in black and white photo with this creepy music over top. And these people you've cared about, these characters you've cared about, including Ben, the main hero, um, are, are thrown into uh, fires, oh, yeah. uh, into, uh, yeah, just piled up yeah, like, like bodies. And, and, you know, if you watch the documentary, great documentary called um, American Nightmare, uh, it's an IFC documentary on basically the, the, the biggest time for horror, which is, you know, the Vietnam War era, 65 through like 75. Right. Um, it really goes into depth about how some of those uh, disturbing black and white images really mirror the stuff that you saw in Vietnam, Vietnam right? Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So, so that music, but also to see your hero Ben be thrown into the same mass burial as oh, these zombies shit. that they've just been uh, eliminating is so heartbreaking and so gut wrenching, and done so well that it, it finishes off the film spectacularly and it really resonates with you, the overall horror of the entire film. You know the word, like Nick went to film school, so he'll be familiar with this, but when people talk about films, they're always using the word like minimalist. He's a minimalist or minimalism. Like this yeah. is a movie This is a movie that 
personifies that probably better than any other. It's so oh. minimalist that it's so chilling. Yes. Right? Yeah. It's, it's, it's what the camera works amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. Way, so a lot of stuff you're not seeing. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but, but it, it, and, and to George's point, this is so much of this feels like it could happen, even though it's it's also kind yeah. of to Maddie's yeah. uh, side where it's, it, it's spirit. Uh, it, they actually almost explain it away by this mist or something that comes and over the a, earth. There's and, a racism element yeah. to it, too, yeah. as I remember. It explores ideas of racism because one of the characters is African-American, right? The, the main hero, which and, never and, happened and, in and, film. Right, and, and, and the whole Vietnam thing and how expendable – Yep. Young black men were and right. the way his body's treated and, and all that. It's very subversive. It, 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 but he's even picked up at that point with hooks. Like right. they don't want to touch him. Right. And this is the guy that just saved everyone through right. the entire film. So definitely got a us to this point. Anti war. And he's picked up like just all the other zombies with yeah, hooks. Anti war civil oh, rights. Heartbreaking. I mean, he was, yeah. Right. Heartbreaking. What, uh, what do they? Th- what do people think? What's the popular thought as to like what the zombies were allegory for? Well, uh, we were just saying like yeah. a, kind of like the Vietnam, the waste of bodies because it was going on at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then also like civil rights. You know, you're just seeing black people get just tossed aside and treated like yeah. meat. And, then it yeah. just, and so he comes up with this idea of the zombie. And yeah. then now 50 years later, yeah. one of the most popular shows yeah. on television yeah. is about right. zo- you know, right. like, yeah, like I, And it's like it, he kind of created the monster. There was yeah. no yeah. – I mean there, there was like the living dead before, but right. not, not the way that he – Romero created there. By the way, did you ever see – Revisit that movie. The uh, the Day yeah, of the definitely. Dead remake in two thousand three. Uh, the remake, yeah, I wasn't wasn't a big fan. Of, I'm not a big fan of those remakes because I think uh, Dawn of the Dead, even no, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead. That's what it was. I'm yeah. sorry, the Dawn, Dawn of the, the Dead, Dead remake. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. who who did the Dawn? Zach, oh, Zack Snyder. Uh, Zack yeah. Snyder actually, and that was I think. Well, he treated it like two... twenty eight days earlier or twenty eight days later. Where... No, actually, twenty eight days earlier is a funny title <laughs> for it. That's actually very good. It's <laughs> well, an Adam Sandler film. Like yeah. Um, you, you, Buck, you know what's interesting is that uh, of all of our picks, there's not a Dracula on here or a Frankenstein's monster or or Wolfman or anything like that. I feel or like Gilman or Gilman, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, but it, 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 it's all to me. It seems that that the, our our picks all were like built in realism, right? Like, this could happen, yeah, or, yeah, or a I'm a little nervous. You two picked the fucking torture animals and children ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, man, that's so weird that we didn't pick like. You know, like the the face monster or anything. But you know, it's, it's it sucks is when all those kids just like killed each other. That yeah. scares me. It does. Well, uh, I think the, certainly a good topic for us Great tonight: job. Halloween season, and yeah. uh, you know, certainly something we could probably revisit every year as long as uh, the Shawshank Network stays on the air. Amen. <laughs> so let's go ahead and wrap up. Oh, do some honorable mentions. Oh, yeah. Quickly, a little. I got a little some. Little oh, mentions. okay. Quick yeah, honorable yeah, mentions. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, <clears throat> the first time a young Maddie saw Leatherface come out of that wherever he was with the chainsaw was yeah that uh, stayed with me for a long time uh, another honorable mention is a very recent one hereditary there's a scene uh, i shouldn't spoil this one it's th- it's probably too new yeah. let's just say that the kid raises his hand in class that's all i'll say ah, you know what i'm way. talking about yes, i mean absolutely. that chilled me to the bone i actually started to fast forward i was watching it alone in bed you, uh, and when he did that i started going nope 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 no. nope and i started fast forwarding <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah you yeah. did uh-huh. wow uh exorcism of emily rose <laughs> Exorcism of Emily Rose. I've told this story on the show before. I had a super creepy natural experience, a supernatural creepy experience around that movie. Um, there's a scene in the barn where she gets exercised that's just right. disturbing. Um, a movie I always tout, Nick, and, mm-hmm. and when it comes to horror, underrated horror movie. If you like horror and you haven't seen this, and it's a local movie, too. It's called Session 9. That took place in the mental hospital. That movie Correct. is... It's about a team of asbestos removers... Really creepy. ...who go into a 
former abandoned mental institution to remove the asbestos. And there's a scene very analogous to my number one pick of Alex Karras. Uh, of Alex Karras. Jesus. Yeah. Father <laughs> Karras. The former Lions uh, football player. Uh, of Father Karras listening to the tape. There's a scene in that the movie's title relates to he finds these old sessions of mental patients with their doctor, and one of the tapes is Session 9, and he's listening to it alone in the bowels of this mental institution, chilling beyond words. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will do one retro honorable mention, Dial M for Murder. Nice. Uh, I, you know, he's inside the house type of thing. I think the first time I'd ever seen that, the great yeah. Alan Arkin. Yeah. And then finally, one I mentioned to Nick, uh, this movie Sunshine. And uh, th- there's a scene in that Danny Boyle movie, Danny Boyle's space. movie, okay. Sunshine in Outer Space. And there's a scene that where the computer keeps telling him how many people are on the ship throughout the movie. You know, it's like, oh, the the engine is down. There's 26 entities on the ship. Blah 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 blah. Long story short, he's alone on the ship. Everyone's dead for you know, and he's all alone, abandoned in space. And one morning he wakes up. It's like status report. It's like, you know, engine dead. Da 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 da. Two entities on board. He's like, what are you, what are you talking about? There's only me. Check again. Two entities Eesh. on board, and you're like, no, <laughs> wicked good. That's season. fantastic, George. You got any? Yeah, hostels. The hostel movies are in- insane. Uh, there was, there was uh, when we worked at the movie theater. There were always these little movies that would pop up, and we'd have to watch. Or we wouldn't have to watch. We would just not work and watch the movies from the back. Uh, but uh, Gremlins Two: The New Batch had Get no, no. Listen, Get listen. Had the gremlin that turned into a bat. I always uh, thought thought that was kind of creepy, but you gremlins know, it, it, gremlins to the new bat. Well, the, the one that with Hulk Hogan where he appears and uh, makes Hulk a scene brother. as Hulk Hogan. Georgie, that's right, your, wait that's for your re- wait for that's real horror cliffhanger pick. That's painful, George. For real, that was that was your pick. I'm just saying, Gremlins too. Well, in his defense, it's it's scary scenes, not good movies. Yeah, so okay, and uh, uh, there was a. Uh, Straight, I, I don't know. It might might have come out. I don't know. I used to watch it on USA Network. It was called Kingdom of the Spiders, which was the f- a weird, freaky little B movie. All right, all right. Nick, you got any? Some, uh, yeah. The the morning after the nuclear holocaust movie that was on ABC. Oh, in oh I thought you meant the pill. <laughs> the day after was it? The day after Jason, the morning after? Uh, yeah, uh, that scared that that as a child that left me shaken for years because I, I just used to watch the news and always be petrified that whatever they said like was going to happen. Like, oh, good. Now we can all just sort of like. Well, watch each other die slowly. Horrifying. And I mentioned earlier, uh, uh, you mentioned, I think, or you mentioned Kurosawa. Kurosawa did a movie called Dreams that are visions of all his dreams. And the last one, or the second to last one, is his vision of the apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic future. Horrifying. People are, because they're poisoned by the radiation, they're jumping off cliffs. It's just, it's the worst thing you'll ever see. It's, it reminds me of that. Ah, it sounds like a good reason to get a babysitter, go to the theater, get some popcorn, and hang out. Uh, also, one more, nothing scarier than the clown eating children it was the the documentary series not documentary uh no it oh Oh, it the new it movie was uh was really cool yeah all right let's go ahead and uh, figure out what we've been shawshanked by this week do you have any honorable mentions anymore i'm good yeah i was just gonna say uh unfaithful the diane lane richard gear movie that movie is terrifying for married men that I don't know. I mean, that Diane Lane scene in the stairwell. I think we would have learned from Blair Witch Project. We all we all went on to marry witches. <laughs> no, no, no. All right, no. let's talk about what we were shocking by do better. We that, by that witch wizard of Oz. We can do better. Maddie, start us off. Well, one thing you could be one thing you could be shocked by. Shocked is your buddies. It's getting. I haven't seen it yet, but his horror. Eli Roth's horror series on That's AMC right. right now. People are loving it. Oh, okay. But what I was actually Shawshank by, I've seen 
only the pilot, but I'm going to go home tonight and finish as many episodes as I can, is this new Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. Very good. Uh, just check it out. It's on Netflix. It's a haunted house. Uh, people have described it as uh, This Is Us meets you know a horror movie about a family dealing with horrorful hauntings. and problems. So check it out. George? I was oh, up in bed watching TV last night. The Running Man came on. Shawshank, oh, the shit out of me. Great. Sub- one of the greatest movies Sub-Zero. Oh, God. No, played Zero. And I'm try- <laughs> trying not to laugh at the campiness of it, but Richard Dawson is so good in so that movie. Great. So good. Be- who have- I, didn't me- I don't remember seeing him anything before. Don't remember seeing him anything after. Match game. Well, yeah, match game, yeah, match game, and no, family yeah, 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 but yeah, like in, all the in movies, he was so but good. That's such a fun movie to watch. It, 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 it's such a fun movie uh, to watch to on, day, a, on a on a on day, a Tuesday night. Yeah, all those retro T-shirt sites and people that are making money by making merchandise off of the companies that you see. In movies, like you can buy shirts that say like the Nostromo from Alien or right, something right. like that, or Callahan Auto Parts yeah. from Tommy Boy. Why have I not been able to buy a Cadre Cola T-shirt Bingo. from The Running Man? Right? Good call. Uh, I like it. I like it a lot. Shawshanked recently by a new series on Hulu. Uh, it's about a month old now, called The First, starring uh, Natasha McElhone and Sean Penn. They he is a captain or was a captain on what was supposed to be. The first manned mission to Mars. Some things happen, and all I can say is it is beautifully shot. If there's a reason why Sean Penn would be attracted to do a strip series, you know, an 8 to 10 episode series, it's not just because he wants to do prestige TV on Hulu or another one of those streaming services. It's well-written. It's created by Bo Williman, who's the guy who created House of Cards. Dig it. And Jessica Holland directed the first couple episodes. It's great. The music's fantastic. It's sad. It's hopeful. Uh, it's big and wide-eyed. It's very scientific and it's familial. Everyone's messed up for. I, I, I just I wanted to give it a shot because why would Sean Penn do a TV show? Great. And and I'm not even the biggest Sean Penn fan, but I like Sean Penn a whole lot more <laughs> than I did from before. Now after having watched it, and it takes place in his favorite recovered city, New Orleans. Oh, Dig fantastic. It. Great stuff. Great stuff. You know, you mentioned earlier some of the uh, merchandise you can buy now. Mm-hmm. That uh, I was at the Rock and Shock, the horror convention, uh, last weekend in uh, Worcester, and they had an Overlook Hotel tote bag. Oh, my God. That I, was, I, oh, I can't oh believe I didn't buy it. I'm so how, upset right now that I didn't buy it. How many hours oh. did you spend at the display of George Merrill's dick? <laughs> <laughs> how dare you? Congratulations. Uh, please go ahead and pick up your winnings well, if this now, is not the 10th uh, time. Now I'm, now I'm regretting. Oh, shit. Look Tail end of the podcast. Now I'm regretting it. I was going to say I Sorry. was Shawshanked by going back and listening to the first season of Monsterland. We, now we've got to go and, and tune into season two. But uh, right. Stiz yes, Grimey has joined us from the Maddie right, and Nick show. Stiz, so, from, Stiz producer from Nick, the Maddie and Nick this. show on WAF. Stiz, here was, our, here was our idea. He, this is the biggest horror movie fan that I know. Right. So Really? Bigger than Buck? Yeah. So, yep. so Stiz, the idea for this podcast was... All of us, the four of us here, each brought our three scariest movie scenes. Scenes. Scenes, not movies. Because everyone's doing the top ten scary movies around Halloween. So our Halloween episode is the three scariest movies, the three scenes that shook you the most. I want you to, A, tell us the scene that jumps to mind most that shook you, and then pick a winner between the four of us. Mm. So you think, like, scariest scene. You think scene that disturbs you. You can't even rewind and go back and watch it because it fucked you up so much. What would it be? Wow. 
really putting me on the spot. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Well, think about it and say well, it. Think about it. That's well, how we tell you ours. Work. Okay. All right. No, actually, I I think I would say you that should the do last, radio, bro. The <laughs> last the last movie that I saw that genuinely scared me, uh, I think was probably Insidious. I think it was probably Insidious, one, yeah. but I watched it on my laptop with headphones in, and so I got like a you know when you're really plugged in and zoned. It inhabited in like your that. head. What yeah. scene? Yeah. Like, give us a quick scene. Like, what, was there something in there that particularly stayed with you? Like an image that you can think of? Uh, I think Insidious was the first type of uh, movies that were doing like the little ghosts in the background, where they Dang. there's ghosts in the background, but they're not really focusing on the it. You know what I mean? You see it, kind of characters Yeah, exactly. Uh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some, there are a lot of good of that. Like, what am I seeing? Is it something behind the actual? Yes. When yeah, I'm yes, focused on. Yes. So yeah, let's go ahead and give it, give you our three. We'll go one at a time. Maddie, what were your three for Stiz? That just scared the living shit out of me. By you the way, saw like, Kyle, uh, one of our producers, like, just appeared over the glass. Oh yeah. Oh my god. He looks like a serial killer. Yeah. All right, uh, so here's my three. <clears throat> the fake dream sequence in American Werewolf in London where you think he's waking up for his dream, but it's yeah. another horror within the dream. Yeah. The final scene in Blair Witch. Yeah. And Father Karras listening to the tapes of, uh, in The Exorcist, listening to the tapes back of her going, Yeah, that's George. three. George? The opening scene with Drew Barrymore in Scream. The lighthouse scene in Battle Royale where the six girls just shoot each other the shit. And uh, the Auntie M turns into the Wicked Witch scene in the Crystal Ball. I can already tell you George loses. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, well, uh, Nick. Oh! Uh, Fuck my- you, Maddie. Go fuck yourself. My three. Fuck you, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. I had no idea. Sorry, George. I didn't tell you to buy a house at three. Horrible choice, Lane. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My choices were uh, A, the discovery of the first girl who watched the ring videotape in the ring. Mm. B, the first trip to hell in Event Horizon. Mm. And C, the first time they watched the This Is Not a Message, the creepy videotape vision from the devil in <sighs> Prince of Darkness. And I had, uh, from Suspiria, the barbed wire scene, yeah. okay? Uh, Cannibal Holocaust, the animal scenes. And then finally, Night of the Living Dead, the closing credits that are still photos as they're burning the bodies. Ooh, that's a really good one. Yeah, thank that's you. That's a really right. creepy one. It really is. Who's yeah. the biggest creep uh, so here? Who probably wins? Probably George. Right? Ooh, is, who, who gets tough. your win? That is tough. I don't know. I almost want to go a three-way tie with your living dead... Your father Karras and your uh, the ring, those are those. Hey, wow. in, in mind. Come, comfortable, George. Oh, wow. I think that works. I so think we that all works. have to split it's the middle. Metal. And George, George watches loses. from the pit of George losers. George is a loser. George, George is, is a loser. George is a loser. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'll get you, my loser. <laughs> I'm gonna go watch Pitch Perfect. <laughs> oh, I just want to say one last honorable mention. Uh, I was Shawshanked uh, by my love for my wife. <laughs> Mine too. Uh, all right, let's come. let's go ahead and wrap this up. Uh, Nick, where can you find us? Of course, you can find us on pod617.com, the home of the Boston Podcast Network. Visit them now for personalized podcasting and a wide array of entertainment, including Monsterland, The Meter is Running, Shawshank, and so much more. Maddie can be found on the social medias at the Maddie Blake. Georgie is at the other Pats fan. I'm your old pal at Fitzy GFY and proudly part of that. Maddie Nick WAF here on 107.3 WAF. And of course, you have been listening to your host, 
at Uncle Buck W-A-A-F. All right, guys. And remember, happy Halloween. And until you hear us next time, you have been Shawshank. Shawshank. We love you, wives. Shawshank. <laughs>